Welcome to Sports Tonight on a Friday. I'm sports producer Scott Pennyman here with Bailey, Birdmaster, sports director. Bailey, how's it going? It's going good. We're about to hit October, the best time of the year because we are in the thick of football season and we have playoff baseball. This is one of the craziest times of the year. I always think about this because this is, uh, as you approach October, this is the time of year where I think every sport at some point this month could be playing meaningful games. Mm-hmm. You figure, obviously, the NFL is in action. They're playing meaningful games, obviously, because it's the regular season. The NBA, by the end of the month, they're going to be playing meaningful games because the regular season is going to be started. And then it's going to be Major League Baseball playoffs. So I always consider October to be like the craziest sports month, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you have NBA media days usually all next week. I know the the Hawks have theirs on Monday. Then you have postseason baseball. The Braves will have postseason workouts that are free and open to the public so they can watch those. But obviously you have the wild card games that are earlier in that week. And then that following Saturday is going to be the beginning of the NLDS. So, um, And then obviously football every weekend. So we are in the thick of it. Speaking of football... Sort of a big one coming up tomorrow, right? You got UGA, first road uh, SEC test this season, um, as they'll be playing at Auburn tomorrow, 3.30 p.m. on CBS. Bailey, what's your predictions for that one? So everyone that I've talked to is a little concerned about this game for Georgia because it's their first road test of the season. It's Carson Beck's first start as quarterback on the road for an SEC game. How is he going to handle it? But... I don't know how much Auburn football you've watched, Scott. It's not pretty. They played Texas A&M last week. They lost to them. They cycled through three quarterbacks. Not good. And I think they were three for 15 on third downs in that game. That's atrocious. That is atrocious. So I am not totally sold on the Auburn Tigers. Um I do think Jordan-Hare Stadium is hard to play in, and the atmosphere is electric, so it will be an interesting game. But I think if Georgia can start fast on offense, that they could put this one away early. Yeah, I don't think they're going to have much of a trouble, honestly. Um, just kind of when you look at, you know, just I, don't, I just don't think the SEC is particularly strong this season. I mean, as you're going through all these teams, I've seen them all play. They all seem pretty flawed. I, I've saw Auburn play once or twice. I mean, UGA is going to win how they always win, right? I mean, they're going to beat you up on defense. They're going to be very sound in their assignments on the defensive side of the football. Uh, Carson Beck is going to play smart, efficient football. He may be rattled a little bit. I mean, I think Auburn is going to have their plays or so. I mean, when you look at the first SEC game that they played this season against South Carolina, Mm -hmm. I don't don't know that Carson was was really sharp from the beginning, but he eventually got it together in the second half along with the rest of the team, and they went ahead and did it. I think they'll have. I think Auburn will have their moments tomorrow yeah. in, in the game because it's a road SEC game. So mm-hmm. I think that presents its set of challenges. But I think ultimately, I expect UJ to win this game pretty handily. If I gotta throw out a score, I'm gonna go 31-14. 31-14. Yeah. I'll go 27-7. Okay, yeah, I mean, look, you're probably more closer because... I don't know, I just don't... I'll say this, I think the Georgia defense is pretty good, and I am not sold on the Auburn offense whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, how could you be? I mean, there really hasn't... And and teams just generally, outside of the Ohio State game last year, which, I mean, UGA's defensive philosophy hasn't changed very much. I mean, they play how they play. 
Ohio State's offense is really was really good too. They had right. C.J. Stroud, uh, a, lot, a lot of first round picks. Correct, correct. Yeah. A lot of they had Chris Olave. They had some big time receivers there. So I mean, that's a high powered offense. Yeah. So I mean, outside of Ohio State, we haven't really seen anyone really put up points on Georgia. I mean, mm-hmm. they just don't score a lot of points on Georgia. This is pretty much when you watch UGA play. This is pretty much Alabama of the last ten or fifteen years. I mean, when, when teams when they play against teams. They figure them out early. Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to get to UGA, it's going to be early. It's going to mm-hmm. be, like, in the first couple possessions before they figure you out. Once they figure you out, it's over. And I expect tomorrow's game to go the same way. Maybe Auburn gets an early touchdown or so. But once that defense settles in, Kirby Smart and his masterminds on defense, once they figure you out, it's over. And also worth noting, Georgia holds the all-time record over Auburn. Um, and in the first, I believe, SEC overtime game in 1996, Kirby Smart and Mike Bobo were both playing for Georgia at the time. There you go. Well, there you go. So I don't expect them to have much problems tomorrow. No. Uh, and right afterwards is the SEC wrap-up show, right? So, it is. So tune in for that. Absolutely. So Braves, that's another element of what's going on in this crazy weekend. we got the Braves. This is their final a series of the regular season, right? Correct, correct. Uh, after their win last night, 5-3 over the Cubs, they were able to clinch home field advantage for the entire postseason. So at this point, even if they make it to the World Series, they are locked in to have home field advantage. They have the best record in the league, yeah. even over the Orioles. Um, so that it really doesn't matter how anything goes with the Nationals in these last three games. You know, when you kind of look at things, I know I have my team in mind, but what team do you think is the biggest threat to the Braves in the National League? I mean, I think it's the obvious. I think it's the Phillies. I think everyone's really? concerned about the Phillies. Yeah. Who do you think it is? I'm, I've been looking at the Dodgers the entire season. I mean. See, I, I maybe I'm going Phillies because they're more likely to see the Phillies early yeah. in the NLDS. And if you don't win that – it really doesn't matter. You guys are just having flashbacks. That's all it is. You're having flashbacks <laughs> to last season when they basically hit you with that left hook. I mean, it's nowhere. always a good series, is it not, though? Yeah, I mean, Philly's – look, that's going to be an intense series. Um, obviously, Philly, they have a bunch of guys. You know, I, I think they remember what happened last postseason. They're not intimidated by the Braves. They think they can beat the Braves. I just think the Phillies are a little bit more of a kryptonite for exactly. the Braves than maybe the Dodgers, not to discredit – what the Dodgers are doing this season and Good the caliber of team. Correct. Um, I just, I think the Phillies is going to be an early nightmare that they're going to have to overcome if they want any shot of making it to the World Series. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't discount that. I mean, I think Phillies, but I just think when you look at the Dodgers and kind of how they're put together and then you got the whole Freddie Freeman factor and everything like that and Mookie Betts, he's having almost as good a season as uh, Acuna uh, has been having this year. I just look at them as being a very dangerous team. A team that I think is super hot right now is the Orioles. Yeah. that's that's, How about that? Who 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 would have thought? Who would have thunk that? I mean, I would love to see a World Series where it's the Braves and Orioles. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, with the Orioles, I you know, as good as they've been this season, I just haven't paid a whole lot of attention to Mm -hmm. them this year. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that probably would be just uh, well. First of all, just be cool to see the Braves in the World Series, right? I mean, you just want to see them get back there after what happened to them last year. Yep. But yeah, I think that no matter who they play, and make no mistake about it, no matter who they play, they'll be the favorites. You know, so I expect the Braves to go through this and win the whole thing. Mm -hmm. I said it from the beginning of the season. I still feel that way now. I feel like from top to bottom, they're the most solid team, have the most solid roster. I think the Dodgers, in the back of my mind, they kind of scare me a little bit because. 
you know, I think they have the star power. And like you said, the Phillies. But I think ultimately, if any one of these teams does beat the Braves, it'll be a surprise. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I agree. So let's uh, move on to my type of sport. NFL. I'm an NFL guy. Right? I'm an NFL girl. Yeah, NFL girl. So that's Woman. good. We, we, the next two topics are going to be some NFL. All right. So all right. let's get into it. Falcons. Yeah. Uh, Sunday will, well, I guess they've already traveled over to London, but they'll be playing the Jaguars at 9.30 a.m. Um, what are your predictions for that one? I think the Falcons can come out with a win. I am just very left uninspired by the offense after the Lions game. Yeah. Uh, more so not the entire offense, but just the pass game. Yes. Um, obviously, Desmond Ritter was sacked a lot, and oh, some of man. that is you know, the pass rush that the lines were bringing and the O-line not being able to keep up. But I am starting this week will tell me a lot more. Usually I take four weeks in the NFL to decide where I am on a team and what we've seen so far. And this isn't solidified until week four, in my opinion. The defense has been much improved. You thought it might have, but it's nice to see, you know, Jesse Bates be worth every amount of dollar that they he was given but also how unison this defense plays with when it comes to the offense Bijan has lived up to the hype somehow and more as a rookie Um, the run game when it's effective is electrifying but I am really concerned about Desmond Ritter Um, I Mm. have a feeling that he is a guy who can make a lot of mistakes and mistakes that can hurt your team. He's been lucky that teams have failed to capitalize on that whether you look at the Packers game where he basically should have had three interceptions but only had the one um you can look at the first game when they were playing the panthers i mean he had a batted ball there was a fumble but it was recovered i mean there's a lot of mistakes and i think i don't know what i see is they almost put him in a box of hey if you know when you're going through your progressions when you're going through your reads if this isn't there don't do anything dumb and there seems to be panic sometimes. And I just, I'm not confident in what he does for the pass game with the Falcons right now. I just don't know how you can continuously win like that in the NFL, right? I mean, I think you can, because to me, that's playing scared to lose. Mm-hmm. I think when you, and it's a lot of fear because I think sort of like the old school way of thinking for some coaches is you lose more games than you win, right? I mean, well, I've heard a lot of coaches say that, you know, so I think they're scared to let Desmond lose a game because I think they think if they let him pass too much or they expose him too much, he may turn the ball over and they'll lose. And where I see the issue, though, here is they're trying to make it a star-powered offense without the star power being at quarterback. And there's there's something that this league repeatedly proves is that this is a league where you have to have a quarterback. This is a league where you go as far as your quarterback allows you to go. And – I think Desmond Ritter in the long run, if there is no improvement, which we really haven't seen, could be an issue for this team. And once again, I stand by what I've said. I would not be surprised at some point if we say ta- we see Taylor Heineke in the game. Mm. Well, you know your season's over if that happens, right? Uh, <laughs> but I think what you see out of Ritter is very similar to what Arthur Smith, uh, with Arthur Smith coached in Tennessee mm-hmm. with Ryan Tannehill. He had a quarterback that was very kind of like robotic. You could tell he was very coached up. The goal was for him not to make mistakes, keep the offense on schedule, Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I think that can get you far. I think yeah. maybe that can even get you to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But I think ultimately you'll never get where you want to go unless you let your quarterback just rip it at some point and yep. just allow him. But that's the, you know, th- that leads to another question. Do you believe Desmond Ritter can really rip it? I don't. Look, you've been to practices, right? I've been to practices. I was left wondering the same thing. I mean, this is the thing I see. And I've, I, I will name some of the quarterbacks I've covered during my time doing this profession. You don't want to name the quarterbacks who I've covered. No. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Right. Jordan Love. Deshaun Watson. Okay. Baker Mayfield. Right. Jacoby Brissett. Come here. Desmond Ritter. I was talking to a friend and they said, what is the difference? And there is a different, je ne sais quoi, about guys like Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson and their talent level and what they do for a team. When I watch Desmond Ritter, you'll like this reference. Do you know who he reminds me of? Uh Uh-oh. Who? Deshaun Kaiser. Oh, God. Do you see it a little bit, though? Oh, man. I... I Deshaun I think Kaiser Desmond, didn't win a single game in 2017. I think Desmond Ritter has um, a lot more drive oh, and ambition and leadership. But the arm talent I see reminds me of Deshaun Kaiser. You just haunted me for the rest of the show. I covered that 2017 <laughs> Cleveland Browns team that didn't win a single football game. So do you agree or disagree with me then? Man, I, I can't do Desmond like that, man. I can't, I can't go Deshaun Kaiser. I, I mean, ooh. take away the losses and he was with the Browns. Take away the losses. Just, just, take away the losses. No, just look at Deshaun Kaiser as a quarterback okay. and compare him to Ritter and kind of think about if he was in this Falcons offense. I mean, I get what you're saying. I get where you're going with it. So I guess what I'm trying to get is when I watched Deshaun Kaiser, I always was kind of like, you know, waiting for a mistake. Correct. Correct. Waiting for an interception, that bad pass where you're going, oh, he missed that window. See, I was giving him Ryan Tannehill, right? I mean, Deshaun Kaiser, I mean, that's a whole different I would take Ryan Tannehill over Desmond Ritter every single day. Man, that's rough. If if he's Deshaun Kaiser, man, they're gonna have to look for a quarterback this offseason. Um but yeah, I mean look, I don't even know. That's the thing. I don't even know what Ritter has because they have targets like Drake London and and Kyle Pitts running free in the secondary, and meanwhile he's throwing five yard checkdowns. <laughs> so but, I just I don't but, know. So what does that tell you? They don't trust him to make those throws. There's no other reason to not be getting that. You don't trust an NFL quarterback to make, to throw a ten yard out? I'm telling you, I, I don't. Do you do you not do you not agree that there's a box right here they're putting them in? Yeah, go through your progressions, yeah. go through your reads. If this isn't here, then this is what you do. I just, but like you said, I just don't know how you build a team with the you, you can't with with what you think is a potent offense when you have two first round picks, two top ten picks at tight end and wide receiver. I guess you could say three with B. John Robinson as far as. Him catching the ball in a passing game. You have three guys who are top ten picks. Your offense is designed to get the ball in the hands of playmakers, and you can't get the ball in the hands of playmakers. I don't get it. Or you just cut out the quarterback and try and run the ball down everyone's throat. Oh, boy. (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know where this is headed, all right? So this is, what, week four of the NFL now. We're in week four of the National Football League. So what are some of the interesting storylines that you're sort of looking at, keeping your eye on as we Are you teeing this season? up for me to go where I don't want to go with this, but I have to go with where this? Where don't you want to go? Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. <laughs> really? 
I mean, bro, it was the biggest storyline of the week. That's my guy, Trav, man. Do you believe it's a real relationship? No. I I don't don't either. I think it's like some type of publicity stunt or just for funsies, but... I do not think Taylor Swift is Travis Kelsey's type, and I do not think Travis Kelsey is Taylor Swift's type. See, Travis Kelsey, that's a... I would also like to be on the record and say that Travis Kelsey looks like every guy I've ever seen in Ohio. <laughs> I was you know that's true. You're from just, Ohio. You know that's true. Travis went to the same high school. So, yeah, Cleveland Heights. Represent. Cleveland Heights, Travis and Jason Wright. So I know a lot of people who know Travis. Travis is one of the coolest dudes ever. I mean, he's actually... I've talked to him a few times. Super down to earth, dude. So can I? It doesn't really seem like the Taylor Swift type. Thank but you. I mean, but you know what? At Look the end, at us agreeing on things. But but you can't say that this isn't great for him and his career and his publicity. I mean, look at his jersey sales. They were up like they, what four hundred percent. Four hundred percent. That's wild. Right. Um, I will give you an actual football storyline. I'm following. <laughs> I think I've been on this podcast saying how much I am obsessed with Devontae Adams. He's my favorite receiver yes. in the league. Um, he's had some interesting takes on the Raiders organization and doesn't believe that they're running the way they should be running to find success. Shocking. Um, And I don't know. There's just a lot of trade rumors. And I feel, I feel sad for him because he obviously went there to play with Derek Carr, who they shipped away to the saints after because things just took a bad turn. That was very nice of them. So then he was left without his quarterback and his guy. And now he's stuck there and probably is trying to get out. So that's something that I'll be interested in watching. So I'm, it, that's a, that is a good one because I just wonder if he's going to be traded at, at some point this year because that's what, you know, Josh McDaniels, he's such a smart coach, right? I mean, he always gets to these situations, and they blow up when he gets there. The same thing happened in Denver. He got to Denver. They just sort of blew everything up, and, mm-hmm. not, and now the same thing is happening with, with the Raiders. So the storylines I'm watching, though, is more so these young quarterbacks, Zach Wilson um, and Justin Fields, just sort of where their career is headed just moving forward. Yep. I think both those teams, both those organizations may be looking for new quarterbacks when the season is over. So I just want to see where those guys are headed because right now it looks like they're both headed right down the toilet. So. <laughs> you have, what's your what's on your mind uh the toy story animation broadcast for the falcons jags game um there will also be nice. like an alternative toy story animated broadcast i actually want to watch a little bit of it nice. because i think it's going to be very interesting um so yeah that's what's on my mind for 9 30 on sunday that's pretty cool. Uh, look, what's on my mind? Football. Love NFL Sunday. So let's just get ready for some good football this weekend. High school football today. Uh, college football tomorrow. And then pro football on Sunday. It's beautiful. It's football weekend. And all is right with the world. We're so, all going to enjoy it. Wonderful uh, joining you on this Friday. Thank you, sir. Uh, have a good football Friday. And uh, we'll be uh, back next week talking about what we saw this past weekend. Later for Sports Tonight.